0: Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. This podcast helps you discover wealth is more than just money. It consists of several empowering components that make up wealth in your personal and business life. Now, here's your host, Paul Lawrence Vale. Hello, this is
1: your host for Wealth Academy podcast. Paul Lawrence Van, glad that you could be with me. And today is going to be just another exciting day for Wealth Academy podcast. And remember, wealth is more than just money. So there are a lot of great things in life that come up. And today I'm going to be doing this with the one and only New York-based novelist, Rebecca McFadden. And before I go over bio, I want to welcome her to this episode. Rebecca McFadden, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, Paul, and how are you? I'm doing great, and thank you for asking. And I'm going to go through your bio now, and we're gonna get on into this episode because it's gonna be very exciting. Uh, Rebecca McFadden is a self-published author of Strong Enough for a Man and Surfing to Find the One. She is a novelist, poet, and copywriter. She worked for New York City Transit as an associate staff analyst, and her book, Strong Enough for a Man, gave birth to New York City Transit's company, approved Poetry Club. She co-founded, named it, and became president of a 100-member strong spoken word artist club. That's just amazing. And Rebecca has well-written letters. It's touched the hearts of many people. Even the famous motivational speaker, and you all heard of him, Les Brown. And he said, there's something about her writing that touched me. Rebecca was born a sharecropper's daughter in South Carolina. She's a graduate of the great, great Shaw University and the proud parent of one son. She resides in Kings County, New York, and you can find out more about her a little bit later, and we'll get to that. But Rebecca, it is an honor to have you here. You have so many well-accomplishments in your life. You've achieved great success based on having a dream and taking action. So welcome to today's show.
0: Thank you so much, and I'm so I'm delighted
1: to be here. All right, fantastic. So Rebecca, please share what your path has been like with my Wealth Academy podcast listeners and subscribers. What was the catalyst that had led up to where you are now as a novelist and poet? Please share with our listeners.
0: From Southern born to Northern grown, from the Palmetto state to the empire state, from penniless, hardworking sharecropper's daughter to published author. My path has certainly been a meandering one. I am one uh, out of 15 children. In fact, I'm the ninth child out of the 15 children. We worked extremely hard in the tobacco and cotton fields in South Carolina from sunrise to sunset. I did not want to end up being a forever tobacco stringing cotton-picking Becca. So what I did was I studied real hard and I made good grades and I won a tuition-free four-year scholarship. I went on to Shaw University and I got a business degree which landed me an associate staff analyst position at New York City Transit. And while there, I took my creative writing collection that I had accumulated over the years. And that was the catalyst that helped me to publish two books. My first book was Strong Enough for a Man, and my second book was Surfing to Find the One.
1: that's fantastic and i tell you it really really goes to show you that when you don't give up and you have these dreams and you take the action step to make it happen you have indeed done that now i want you all to know that rebecca mcfadden has been very humble she's been because she's accomplished so much And uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit more later. But, of course, uh, she was a sharecropper's daughter. It was cotton, tobacco, very much, very similar to what I experienced in my youth. And it is hard work, people. So she's come a long way, and I think it's just beautiful. And uh, as she stated, from the Palmetto State to New York City, you just can't be much more of a difference than that. So we're going to delve even more uh, into her Background as she shares her amazing, amazing story. So Rebecca, thank you so much for that. Now, you have extensive experience in writing books and performing poetry. Uh, what keeps you moving forward writing books for your readers and delivering poetry to your audiences?
0: You know, I've always had a passion for writing. In fact, I've been writing ever since I was a little girl and I'll take it even further and say, in Lake City, South Carolina. In (laughs) fact, that's um, the hometown of Ronald McNair, um, the African-American shuttle astronaut, just for people that don't know already. And my writing is um, inspirational, it's uplifting, it's educational, and it's entertaining. In fact, some people say, Rebecca, why? They say, Rebecca, you made the book so comical, but I just like to put a sense of humor in there. And people appreciate my powerful messages, and they love and enjoy my spoken words. Um, they are touched, moved, and inspired by my writing style. In fact, one satisfied customer said, that book changed my life. But then my sister told me a story, and I definitely <laughs> have to share it with sure. you all. We'll
1: look forward to it.
0: Because my sister, is, um, she has an art gallery, and she said this uh, tractor-trailer driver came into her art gallery uh, one day. She said um, he seemed like he was laser-focused because he knew exactly uh, where he wanted to go. And so she said um, per- perhaps maybe he must have been there before because since he knew where to go. And she said he headed straight for the section where um, she had my um, frame uh, poems. And she said he... He selected um, one of them, came to the checkout counter, paid her, and then he left with a smile <laughs> on his face. And so I said to my sister, "Well, which poem, which frame poem did he um, did he purchase?" And she said, "Oh, he got your um, strong enough for no." She said, he... "No, she said he got your good man is hard to find poem," and she uh-huh. said it had your photo on it. And I said, "You sold him." My poem with my photo? I said, that was the showcase poem. That one was not for sale. She said, well, well, it's too late now. He bought it. And so um, I said to uh, my sister, I said, well, how much did you charge him for that poem? And she said, well, I charge him the exact same price as I charge other people that get the same poem without your photo. And I said, well, that was his lucky day because he ended up paying less than I actually paid for the high quality frame. And then I told her, I said, now he has some bragging rights and he's probably out there talking to his buddies and saying, this is my woman. This is my woman. And he probably telling my woman wrote this poem, especially for me. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and he got he got out of there quick fast and in a hurry because he knew a deal when he saw one <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's a great story and, and I think that again it's part of what people receive when they they purchase your books and, and they uh, share them with family friends and also with their colleagues so I think that's really great and adding that humor of course is the spice of life so yeah. thank you You're welcome. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Rebecca, you are very accomplished, as I was referring to, referencing earlier, and you continue achieving so much in life. So what are some of the successes and accomplishments you've achieved over the years? And I know there are many, but take your time sharing that and explain it to the listeners, please.
0: Okay, thank you. Uh, What I did was I selected the ones that I felt outshine the other. Yes. And so um, I'll start off by saying that I graduated high school valedictorian. I was the high school queen, captain of the basketball team. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. I was an outstanding band member. I actually played a French horn. I was voted Miss Congeniality. I was the leading lady in the drama club. And I won uh, tuition-free college scholarships, Uh, before I went to college, and even while I was in college, I won a scholarship. I won the citizenship award. I also have my real estate salesperson license, and as you mentioned earlier, I'm president and co-founder of New York City Transit Poetry Club, and I also named the club. But what most people don't know is that I actually managed my son's career. My son was a child model. And I helped him to get into uh, videos um, by Melissa Morgan, Through the Tears, that's that's the name of her video. And it's still online for anyone that's interested in watching it. He also was in Slick Rick's um, video, It's a Boy. He did um, print ads for Macmillan and McGraw Hill um, textbooks. And he landed what I call was the biggest um, audition of all for Michael Jackson, when Michael Jackson was actually um, promoting his new album. And my son actually got the job. But what happened is that during that time, I had an answer machine that you had to be, you had to handle it with care. And so I just went out and my son went out with me, but he entered the house before I did and he saw the light flashing on the answering machine and he pressed it before I got a chance to get in. And it was giving us the location and the phone number so we could know where to go for the the job. But because my son didn't know that he was supposed to press a certain button to save it, we ended up losing the message. And when it comes to modeling, they give you 30 minutes to return the call. And if you don't return it, then they will go to the next person on the list. And and also, um, my son, he also um, played the violin in the music advancement uh, program at the Juilliard School of Music, and he graduated from Morehouse College, and even before then, he was the captain of his high school basketball team.
1: Oh, fantastic. I tell you, those are quite a few accomplishments, and I know there are more. However, what an accomplishment and success that you have, and of course, with your son as well, taking that time out to invest in his career at such a young age. And by the way, I have seen uh, both of the videos of him. He's quite a dancer. I never could dance that well. <laughs> <laughs> not like your son. I can dance, but not like your son. But for him to have that experience so uh, in such a young age was really tremendous. And being with celebrities and, and uh, music artists, that's great. And I know you were a proud mother. And of course, being a valedictorian, uh, heading up the basketball team and all the other achievements that you've accomplished it's no wonder why i'm interviewing you now because i interviewed the best of the best and you're on that particular list so uh, thank you for sharing that yes thank you for sharing it and that's inspiration for our listeners as well uh, that's that's part of what the wealth academy podcast is all about and that's you having a wealthy lifestyle and again wealth doesn't always have to mean money but it's the type of lifestyle that you had. So I, I think that's a very uh, 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 amendable for you as well. All right. Um, in your experience achieving successes, what have you done well and what have you learned from it, Rebecca?
0: Okay. To me, the greatest accomplishment that I've done was to raise a good son. Mm -hmm. He's well-mannered. He's uh, responsible. And he's not out in the world creating habit. He is a part of the solution and not the problem. And I guess you say I'm a storyteller because (laughs) I'm going to tell you something that um, some advice I gave him just to let uh, the listeners know. Sure yes it, um when he tried out for the basketball team in high school um you know i'm pretty i don't know if you ever uh, played basketball before or ever oh, tried yeah. team, oh yes 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 so I you have. know that they normally everybody tries out in the beginning and then they normally um cut the list you know shorten the yes, list
1: they let them know so, good or bad <laughs>
0: right right But so what he did was the first time they cut the list the coach told them to you know, look at the um, the board and see if their name is still on the list. So the first time they cut it, his name was still on the list. And so they cut, uh, cut the list again and his name was still on the list. And then the third and final time when they uh, cut the list, he looked and he saw that his name wasn't there. And so he came home and he was so sad. He said, mom, they cut me. I said, they cut you. He said, yes, he Uh said, cut me out, and I didn't make the team. I said, you didn't make the team? And he said, no, and I told him, I said, but I saw you on that team. I saw Uh you on that team, and so I told him, I said, you are a very good basketball player. I was captain of the team, and I told Uh him that he could play even better than I could play. So I told him, at the least. He deserved to at least be on the team even if it was the last string but he deserved to be on that team so mm-hmm. what i did was i told him i said i want you to go to school tomorrow and i want you to speak to the coach because you have a right to know why you didn't make the team and i said i know it's hard to speak to people that's in an authoritative position but you uh-huh. you know you in, are entitled to know so i'm pretty sure what he went to to see the coach, he probably said, my mama told me. <laughs>
1: exactly. You're going to blame it on You're mom.
0: <laughs> why I didn't make the team. And so the coach looked at him and he said, I don't know why you didn't make it. And so the coach put him back on the team. Oh, my God! And my son <laughs> went. He went from not making the team to <laughs> being the captain of the team. Wow. So how is that possible?
1: That's possible. He didn't yes. give up. Mom wouldn't let him give up. Yes. <laughs> and, and that that, that uh, brought back a memory for me because I did try for the team. I got cut, and it was over. So <laughs> I, I went to football, and I oh, became wow. very good because I didn't want to get cut from football. And then I went to track, and I oh, actually wow. was a better track than I was anything else. So it's those things that when we don't give up. Like your son, he didn't give up. He didn't want to want to be the one cut, and you gave him that encouragement to go forward. Right, and and and. If you don't ask, you don't get. It's really what happens. Right. And to be the captain of the team, it's like revisionist that he did what you did. See? Right, right. <laughs> so, so it worked out.
0: Right. And it's kind of like Michael Jordan, too. Because remember, Michael yes. Jordan had gotten cut, and yes. they had thinking that he wasn't as great as he really was. Exactly. And then later on um, proved them wrong.
1: Yes. Yes, that's very true. And that's that's really a great story. I know listeners are gonna be listening to that. They're gonna be going back in their memories, remembering some of the people that were on a team and they got cut and they, they came back and et cetera. So that's that's really great. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. And so just as we talked about successes, Rebecca, we also know that life always provides us for struggles. Uh, be so kind and share a few struggles you've had in the past and or in the present. Uh, What are the biggest challenges you're facing with and what have you tried already to overcome the struggles, if you will, please?
0: Okay, so my biggest struggle, which I believe is probably most people's biggest struggle right now, and that is surviving the coronavirus.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Yes. Um, You know, just making sure that I maintain my um, distance you know, wear the PPE, the personal protective equipments. And um, I would say the biggest challenge is trying to um, get the non-believers to believe that this coronavirus is no joke. I mean, I actually had people in my family that actually died from it. People on my um, block, you know, died from it. Even my um, co-worker, her son died from it. And even she ended up um, getting it. So um, it's really a serious, um, you know, disease, well, you know, and so they really yes, get, disorder.
1: Yeah.
0: get disorder and they really mm-hmm. should, um, you know, try to protect themselves because the life they say might very well end up being their own.
1: That's very true. And again, I mentioned earlier that you're in New York, so you at the epicenter of it. And for people not to believe it, it's, it's hard, hard to believe that that is the case, but we know, that some people believe things and it's to their, as you stated, their detriment. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, keep those safety protocols in place. And we hope that people who listen to this particular episode would do the same thing because we literally are all in this together. And if you've lost family members, friends, people in the block, in the community, and and those that we're not aware of, it's really, really something that we should all take serious and do, do our part and put forth the best effort that we can to help make that difference. So absolutely, that is a struggle not only for you, but for me and everyone listening as well. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Now, Rebecca, let's talk about your books. That's why we're here. So what is the name of them? I know you mentioned them earlier, but what are the name of them and what is the focus of each of the books? And I ask if you could just share those, please.
0: Okay, the name of my um, first book is Strong Enough for a Man. And it's actually lyric and narrative poetry. And um, It, Strong Enough for a Man, focuses on relationship issues from a female perspective. It's explicitly designed to make a noticeable difference in life. It's about when to love and when to let love go. And it also promotes the importance of quality education. Mm -hmm. Both of my books are um, fiction, but they have um, truth in it, but it's mostly um, fiction. Yes. And my second book is Surfing to Find the One. And it is a romance thriller, whodunit novel. Yes. And it's about a lonely woman and a desperate man's search to find their soulmates through computer love.
1: Wonderful, wonderful and uh we definitely want people to go out and purchase not one not two but purchase them for your entire family uh for people in your community relatives and they can be purchased in bulk as well everyone uh we need to support all of our authors and novelists uh and and our poets as well because we know with with COVID 19 that a lot of the live events have been uh, taken away but the virtual events are still there but having a book on a hot day, a cold uh, winter, uh, whatever. is a great, great thing to have with you. And reading never gets old. It never gets to be uh, something passive, but something that's always an active voice as well. So thank you for sharing that as well, Rebecca. And uh, right now, why don't we talk a little bit about Les Brown? Uh, I want to talk about him and what he had to say uh, when he he received a letter from you and if you can just share that experience i think that's something unique and most people don't experience
0: yes okay so what i did i'm one of those people i'll <laughs> write a letter yes write a letter write a little letter and i'll write a letter and so that's exactly what i did to les brown and what i did is that um in the letter i said i juxtaposed um his position as a talk show TV host compared to his position as a motivational speaker. Yes. And I was just telling him which position I felt illuminated him from within and showed his authentic self. And um, I guess it was something about what I said and perhaps some of the emotions that he had within himself. But um, he received the letter And then it was wrong. About maybe five o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, my phone started ringing, Uh and I said, um, "Hello," Uh, and he said, "Yes." And and I I said, um, "I said hello," and he said, "Yes." And I said, "Hello," you know, because I'm trying to. I'm listening to his voice, and I'm trying to figure out um, who is this person because the voice sounds so familiar. And then finally, he said, "Rebecca." Rebecca, this is Les Brown, and I said Les Brown, and he said yes. <laughs> he said I I got you. I received your letter. I said you mean to tell me you answer you open and answer your own letters? He said yes. He said I normally get over five hundred letters a day. He said, but it was something about your letter that touched me, and so he called me, and we had a few little you know pleasantries. And then he, um, he invited me um, to his show. So, um, on my website is the actual, um, taping of me on the show. And and I have it on my website for visitors, you know, to actually look at, but yes, Les Brown, he really did call me and invited me to his show. And I did go to his show and he told me to arrive early, you know, so I could introduce myself to him. But when I got there after work, cause I was dedicated to the job. So I went after work thinking that I had enough time, not realizing that he is so popular that the line was way, way, way down the block. And mm-hmm. so by the time I got in and I spoke to um, one of the people that works with him and I told them what he told me to tell them, they said it was too close um, to Showtime and that I could not um, introduce myself to him at that time. So what I did was um, I said, well, I'm going to let him know I'm here because, you know, I put on too much effort for him not to know that I'm here. So I waited until it was a commercial break. And then he was on his way, passing by me to get to someone else. And I said, hi, Les Brown. I said, this is Rebecca McFadden. And he was still walking. And then my name registered in his head. And he turned around and he said, what did you say your last name is again? I said, (laughs) McFadden. And then he smiled. And then later on during the show, you will see he actually puts his hand on my shoulder because at that point, he's telling me that, okay, I'm ready if you ask a question. And so I asked the question on the show.
1: Oh, fantastic. Yeah, Les is a great guy. met him, met his children, Jonathan, and uh, I think his daughter's name is Ola and uh, met them at a National Speakers Association convention in Orlando, Florida years ago, but I've always followed him, seen him in conventions when I was in the Air Force and he would come in as the keynote speaker. So yeah, that's just very excellent. And the fact that he remembered you uh, after he had contacted you because he, if you're receiving 500 letters in a day, that really stands out, that registers. So uh, I I know no one else has that experience. (laughs) And and so (laughs) I find it to be very unique. So thank you so much for sharing that. Now, this is the moment that we've all been waiting for. Uh, Rebecca is a poet, as I mentioned before, and she's going to share a poem uh, with uh, you listeners. So Rebecca, what is the name of your poem and are you ready to share it?
0: Yes, I am. And the name of my poem is I'm satisfied with me. Tired hearing people complain about how bad life has been. Standing on my own two feet, doing the best I can. Can't change the way the world has treated me, but I certainly can stop myself from sabotaging me. Didn't have the life meant for kings. Still, I've been blessed. With the goodness kindness brings. Didn't live in a mansion surrounded by a great big fence. Wasn't fortunate enough to marry a tall, handsome prince. I've done well with the hand I was dealt. Didn't moan and groan for lack of wealth. Wasn't born smart, just plain old Jane. When times got hard, withstood pain. Wasn't born gifted with talents galore. Through the power of prayer, I escaped being poor. When life gave me a lemon, I made myself some ice-cold thirst quenching lemonade. And when all the right. sun shone too brightly, I ran for shade. I'm not the prettiest girl in all the land, but I'm much more than a grain of sand. To the world, my body structure may not be tall, but I'm standing up within myself even though I'm small. Being the best me I can be wishes a whole lot for others to see. And even in a world such as this, I turn out to be more than I ever wish. Believe it or not, my faults are few. I'm satisfied with me. Are you happy with you?
1: Ah, excellent, excellent, Arthur, and encore. That was outstanding, outstanding. And now people know that you're the real deal on that point, and also as an author and novelist. Because to to carry a poem, which we know as poem, poetry, has existed for millennia, for a long time, and that is still uh, taking place, is still impacting people, inspiring people, and people uh, can relate to it and identify with. It. And I, I think that is tremendous. And Thank you so much for really blessing uh, Wealth Academy podcast with with your poem, Rebecca. Thank you so much. Awesome. Oh, that was awesome! <laughs> I know people can feel that; they can feel it. <laughs> so let's move on, and of course, at this time we're almost out of time. And I wanted to ask you: Is there anything else you want to say to listeners before we wrap up? Well, I just
0: um, you know wanted listeners um to know that my website is um customer friendly very customer friendly and i made it so that um the customers if they are interested in purchasing my books that they can easily do it um directly from the website and i um yeah and i just want them to know that um um i just want to thank them for supporting the world that i'm dreaming
1: yes yes Yes, that's a wonderful world, and in fact, because again, we know that, uh, and I'm an author as well, There's there are some authors going to be listening. We know what it takes to write not only one book, but you've written two, and then also you provide the poetry as well, which I, I think is really beautiful, and uh, that's something uh, is very unique for this show, and you're the first person that's come on this show um, as a poet, so we can uh, just go on and get the uh, Hollywood... First? First poet, yes. So we're going to get the Hollywood Walk of Fame out. And uh, so you were the very first who provided that, that uh, poetry. So thank you very much. Now, uh, one of the other things we want to talk about um, this is our last question here. How can listeners get in touch with you, Rebecca, to learn more about your books and services? If you can provide your website, that would be just wonderful.
0: Okay, my website address is anew. Enterprises.net. And I will spell it out www.a-n-e-w-e-n-t-e-r-p-r-i-s-e-s.net.
1: Yes. Thank you very much. And uh, again, um, her website and I'll provide it as well, primarily because I know that I can count on you listeners and subscribers to purchase her books. And again, her website is a www.anewenterprises.net and uh, rebecca this has just really been a joy for me i know for the listeners and subscribers we thank you we hope that this is not the last time that you will uh, be a guest expert on our show as an author novelist as well as a poet and so i want to thank you for this opportunity for coming on and sharing your gifts your talents and all of your successes and achievement with our listeners so thank you very much i want again challenge all listeners of Wealth Academy podcasts to go out, not purchase one book, not two, but for your family, for your friends, for your colleagues, for your organization. Uh, get 100 books. Get one for everyone in your <laughs> organization for your company. And that's what we want. We need to support all of our authors uh, during this time of the pandemic and COVID-19 because it makes a tremendous difference and we can keep those gifts and talents for more books coming into the future and maybe even more. Again, uh, I'm your host, Paul Lawrence Van, host of Wealth Academy podcast. And our theme, of course, is Wealth is More Than Just Money. And this evening, uh, our guest expert, Rebecca McFadden, she provided uh, that for us all. And I want to encourage you also, you can listen to it at www.wealthacademypodcast.com. And you can find that and all the different distribution channels to listen to this episode uh, to include Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, in addition to iTunes as well. So again, my name is Paul Lawrence Vann, host of Wealth Academy podcast. My time is up and I thank you for yours. Rebecca McFadden, thank you so much for being our guest experts and continued success and excellence in everything that you do.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.
1: All right. I'll see you next week, everyone. Your host, Paul Osband, Wealth Academy Podcast. Have a great Thank day you for and a great listening. You
0: will find the show notes for links to everything that was mentioned. You will find the show notes on my landing page. Subscribe to the Wealth Academy Podcast. Rate or review the podcast on iTunes.